Hey everybody, happy Gen Con week. I am releasing this episode a little bit early so that those of you that are traveling to Gen Con can have it downloaded and ready to go so that you can listen to it on your way. The Patreon for those of you that are patrons, that one is also up. Those of you coming to Gen Con, I can't wait to see you. Those of you not coming, I can't wait to post a whole bunch of pictures so that you guys can see all the cool stuff we got up to. This week, Boz finishes up with her little investigations and stuff after meeting with Chuck and finds out some information about the run that they just completed, people involved, and makes plans for a little bit of further investigation. With that said and done, I'm going to get out of your way and let you guys get to the episode because i got to get to Gen Con. So you just left Chuck's little apartment. Yeah. I believe you had plans on where you wanted to go. She was thinking about asking Chuck for help on this one, but just figured be easier for her to just look into it on her own. Hopefully not need his help. She's had this guy on her mind since they were investigating the Verton Acres situation. She had gone to the mom center to ask about people who worked there and kind of got wind of this lady who she's sure now is dead and gone. But also her son, who she assumes doesn't know and probably hasn't had contact with her in some time. And although there's like a lot of people who are probably in a similar situation, this is the one guy that she knows exists. And there's just a part of her that wants to do something. She doesn't know exactly what she'll say if she can find him. But she wants to try. Besides, it's a good way to make sure that she's actually cut out for this detective business that she's talking about. A nice little trial run in a consequence-free environment. Right. Exactly. So you can head over to mom. Yeah, she had made some comments about volunteering there. So she has been doing that off and on for... I, don't, I guess I don't know how long it's been since that kicked off. Probably only a couple of weeks, right? Oh, it's only been like a couple of days. Okay. She's been renting a place in Snohomish, so she's been close by to the mom center. I guess she hasn't had as much time as I thought to sort of make herself familiar there, but she has been making time every, I don't know, a couple of days to go over and volunteer and help out, so... The people there know that she lives in the area now, like she said she was going to, and they know that she's been around and trying to help out and seems sincere. So hopefully, when she goes looking for information, they will be a little more amenable to giving it. Yeah, you can just show up and not be like a complete stranger, like, what is this person doing here? Right, exactly. They do like a lunch kitchen, and she said she'd volunteer to to help out with that, so she's kind of like showing up around when that sort of thing is. So you're just going to kind of go and hang out for a little while and just, you know, help out, make small talk? Yeah, I think she's, she doesn't jump right into asking, but she's, she spends an hour and a half or whatever helping out around the kitchen or whatever, moving things around, serving things to people, whatever they need her to do. She doesn't have, like, a, one specific job or anything there. You're the new person, so they're just kind of, like, trying to find your best fit. Whatever anyone else is too busy to do. Is this the kind of thing that Boz has been low-key talking about over her previous visits, or is this just something she's, now that the job's done, let me go ahead and focus on this other somewhat related thing? Talking about, you mean this guy? Yeah. I doubt it. It'd be weird to just be talking about this guy, though. Yeah. She doesn't have any reason to be interested in this person, so. So what am I rolling? With two successes, you find out that one of the other adults here has a kid who used to hang out with the guy you're looking for, 
Bai Sang has a kid, he's like, doesn't live at home and is kind of off doing his own thing. But she's happy to give you his last known information and mentions in a not direct way, but you know, you're also a mom, so you're like, she would really like it if he came home and stopped doing some of the bad stuff that he's probably doing. Last known whereabouts. That's what she's got. And a name, I assume? Do we have a name? Her son is an orc, so it puts him at, like, actually 16 or so years old. And his name is Maurice Jackson. And whereabouts in Seattle was his last location? He was in Redmond. Okay. I mean, I got a place out there. He's done plenty of business out there, too. Yeah. Was it just, like, where he was living before? Is there any other contact? Like, was there, like, a com link? There's, like, com code. There's an address. There's no job listed. Like, she doesn't give you, like, oh, he was working at wherever, because that's part of her concern. Yeah, I got you. You get a bit of a description. He's obviously young, but works age kind of weird. He's got a dyed blonde hair. He's got some piercings in his ears, one in his lip, and then the picture that she has doesn't show any tattoos, but you do see him wearing a jacket that's got some red and gold on it, only a little bit. Once she's finished up at the uh, mom center, she's going to just get in her bike and head her to Redmond, but I think she is like on the way. She's going to try that comlink. So I imagine this is probably like 4 o'clock or so, give everybody time to get everything stowed away, all the kids get the day finished, that kind of deal. Yeah, sure. And you're calling this number? You're not just sending a text? Uh, no, she calls. You will hear a voice pick up on the other end after a couple of rings and go, yo. Hey, uh, is this uh, Maurice Jackson? Who wants to know? Hi, uh, my name's uh, Boz. I just need some information from you, if that's all right. I uh, got your number from your mother. There'll be a little bit of a pause, just as, like, you know, you drop the, the mom card there. What kind of information? Um, I'm looking for a, a friend of yours. Uh, what did we say the dwarf's name was? Tobias or something? I don't remember. We don't have a name. <laughs> I can't just drop the name. A friend of yours is pretty vague, so... We're going to go with Takahiro, because that sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm looking for an old friend of yours that uh, goes by the name Takahiro. I have some information that he's going to want to hear. Let me give you an address, and we'll see about this information. Boz pauses. Like, she wasn't born yesterday. She's going out to Redmond. She's being given an address instead of the information she wants. So there's, like, an inherent risk here. But she also knows this is kind of how people operate. This guy doesn't know Boz from holding the ground, so wanting to see her face face before she egos handing out information kind of makes sense. There's like a pause, and she says, "Yeah, I guess it's fine. Uh, send it over. I'll be along in about an hour." He will send you an information. Boz is gonna swing by her pad out in Redmond, her little cabin, and pick up a few things. That's where she stores a lot of her like heavy heavier gear. It's a little safer to keep it out in Redmond than it is to keep it in Snohomish, I think. She doesn't want to go armed for bear like she's expecting a fight, but she does want to be 
ready in case things kick off. So she does grab a few things and she changes clothes. She went to the mom center wearing her usual sort of like nice stuff. Relative, well, I wouldn't call it nice, but you know, business attire. That's sort of how she rolls normally. And she just gets on some old jacket. The stuff that makes her look like she fits in in Redmond a little bit more. I think she sends a message to RC saying, Hey, I'm, I'm going to this place and here's the address. Uh, if you lose track of me, that's where I was. You, uh, 10 4 Bosley. Just a little bit of like insurance, you know? No, that's smart. You don't want to go missing looking for a missing person. I think she'll probably also look it up, figure out where it is she's going before she actually goes there. Sure, you can do a quick, just basic, like just GPS things. You will find out that this was a beauty parlor. Okay, it's shut down, I'm assuming. That's what it was, like, five years ago. <laughs> things don't get updated much out here, huh? Not unless people put forth a lot of effort to do so. Are you just pulling up outside, or are you... Yeah, I don't think she's going to be squirrely about it. You know, play it cool. I'm assuming the parking lot is relatively empty. There's a couple of bikes similar to yours here. There's two beat-up, trashed-looking Ford Americars, but not Ford Americars. The brand, just those body shape and style cars. You're going to see a whole bunch of graffiti. You can imagine there's probably a lot more in AR. You're going to see a whole bunch of orcs. There's a, a mixed group here, some different ethnicities and flavors to them, a couple of guys, a couple of girls. Most of them are wearing red and gold. And seeing the location, you're like, hmm, last time I saw something like this was with a whole bunch of gangers. Yeah, I figured the red girl is going to be gang colors. She's not stupid. She sees the shared colors and she knows Buzz just, like, rolls up with her bike, glances over, and, you know, gets it parked. She takes her time. Just for the record, she's wearing her revolvers, visibly strapped, but in the casual way that people are in Redmond. Because she's wearing a hoodie underneath of her, her old duster, and she pulls the hood down as she starts to approach. She's aware of the inherent danger, but I don't think she's intimidated by it. She's in Redmond. She's an orc. There's a bunch of orcs. This shouldn't be that worrying for her. You will notice that they are also all carrying of some kind. Instead of, like, the proper holsters and stuff, several of them have the pistol just, like, right in the front of their pants. There's two guys with shotguns that are on slings. There's a guy over there with an axe, it looks like. If you want to roll, like, a perception roll or something, I can give you some more information. Three successes. You're rolling good tonight good news is, is you see your guy. He doesn't seem like he is the important guy out of the group, but he's there and he's wearing colors. You see that there's a couple of guys, like one on each corner, and they are offering people things out of their coat pockets and stuff, clearly selling drugs. What else would you like to know? The thing that Boz would be looking for is, is there any inkling that she's about to get jumped? Like, is there someone giving her, like, squirrely eyes? Is there anyone... You know, they're ready to, to pull on her or anything like that. When you start approaching the group of people, instead of the two dudes obviously selling drugs or the door to the business, the two guys with the shotgun, their hand will go from, like, smoking a cigarette, and it'll drop low to where the shotgun is, so it's a lot closer. 
nobody's like pointing guns at you or anything like that, but they do notice you're approaching and they do seem to be quieting their conversation and giving you a little bit of the eyeball back. Okay. Buzz strolls up. You know, she's got the guns on her hips. She's not going to put her hands near her hips, right? So she kind of lifts her hands up to show that she's empty hands. She grins a little on approach. She's sort of trying to play it cool a little bit. I don't know how well it works. (laughs) Do you want me to, like, roll, like, Etiquette Street or something? You could also roll Intimidation if you wanted to look tough. Three's, Three's pretty good. Like will recognize like, and will give you the little up nod. Which she, of course, returns. Do you eyeball the guy you're here for, or do you just kind of let them kick off? I think she just sort of approaches them as a group. She's expecting someone to intercept. They probably assume she's here to buy drugs. That's probably why most people stop by. Either that or to whatever services they are offering inside. She lifts her chin a little bit at Maurice. I'm here to see you kind of thing. I don't think she says anything right away. He'll step out of the little half circle towards you. It's like you the you the one calling me? Yeah, it'd be me. I suppose you wanted to get eyes on who you were talking to. That's fair. He'll look around at his friends here. Always helps to have friends when making new friends. I hear you. So uh the uh, this uh Takahiro guy, uh you still in touch with him? Cross his arms. One of the other guys behind him will cross their arms, too, because, you know, they're tough. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. All right. Uh, look, I get it. You're not going to give up anything for free. That's fine. But I do want you to know this is about this guy's mother, and uh, he's going to want to hear it. So maybe you got a heart. Maybe you have some kindness for this guy. Maybe you don't. But I'll pay you if you want it. Just take that in mind. He'll look back to the guy that's his senior, an older orc. He's got a cyber eye that has been installed over top of where his like actual eye, the eyebrow and his cheek are all scratched and wrecked up. And he will give him a nod and then he'll step away from them, motion for you to follow, and then kind of walk back out into the parking lot where there's nobody really around so that you have what amounts to street privacy. Yeah, she follows. So you want to know about... This Takahiro guy. That's right. I just need to talk to him. Just need to make, like, a phone call? I'd like to talk to him face-to-face because it's kind of sensitive. But if all I can do is a phone call, you know, that would do me. He nods his head a little bit, spits on the ground, and lights a cigarette. We'll wait a second, and then clearly thinking about it, we'll then offer you a cigarette. Yeah, boss takes it. Gets a light from him, and... Takes a drag. Nods her appreciation. Alright, it's been a little while since I've talked to him. How long's a little while? Oh, maybe like a year. Alright, so he might be in the wind then? I know where he was working. Okay, that's a start. Start. And he'll rub it something in his eye with two fingers, and then as he pulls it away, he'll rub his thumb across the fingertips in that, like money sign before he puts it back in his pocket. Buzz pulls at her calmly and a cred stick and uh, she sticks let's call it let's call it like 75 million. She pulls it up and says that should do right? Well yeah that'll that'll do now for that fucker I haven't talked to him in a while and he'll take the cred stick from you. 
Tacoma Docks. There's a lot of people that move a lot of stuff in and out of there. I don't know if you are a little too city to to know how things work down here, but the Yaks and everybody else keep everything nice and peaceful up there in the docks because they don't want the cops coming in and busting everything up. Last I knew, that's where he was working, doing some dock work for the Yakuza. Trying to get in, but they don't take too kindly to us metatypes. I gotcha. Wait, they don't take kindly to Met- really? I thought I thought Takahiro was metahuman. Or sorry, he is. That's why he's trying real hard to get in, but they just using him. I gotcha. I gotcha. Kind of part of the reason that we stopped talking a little bit. He wouldn't listen to sense. Difference in opinion. I gotcha. All right. Uh, I don't suppose there's uh, anyone in particular you know he was working with that I could get in touch with. No, not really. I'd expect him to be working the shit shift. If you got anything else you could tell me that would help, I'd appreciate it. But otherwise, uh, I appreciate you uh, helping me out here. I'd have a com code, but down here on the streets, we don't uh, keep them too long. They get uh, broken. Boz grins and she nods. And she says, yeah, I guess that's uh, that was high hopes there. All right, uh, I guess you take it easy. Actually, while I'm here, I don't suppose uh, you guys are got any Nova Coke around. Yeah, yeah, that's. He'll point past you to one of the two orcs that are selling drugs on the corner, and start walking with you in that direction. So you, uh, you looking the party? Uh just uh, stashing for now. I guess it's good to have good to have it around, you know. Because uh, you know you're little older for me, but, you know, you're still... And he winks at you. Buzz laughs, like a belly laugh, and she says, Yeah, I'm too old for you, buddy. I'm flattered, though. Just experience, that's all. She grins. I just wanted to get something that she can stick in her shack. I'm also gonna keep this guy as a contact, if that's okay. You can write him down as Maurice, but, like, capitalize the ice. Because, you know, he tries to <laughs> tries to be cool. Then I imagine you head out of here. I think she would try to go to the docks as ill-advised as that is. Takes you a while to get to the Tacoma docks. Coming up on a hill outside or driving by on a little strip of land. You're going to see that there's just a whole mess of ships on the water. Like the deep water, there's some more ships. There's cranes and shipping containers and heavy equipment moving everything around. There are a number of just pedestrian normal people cars. There's a few fancy people cars. There's like two bus stops outside. It is a place that never sleeps and is constantly moving heavy things in and out all day, every day. Okay. My assumption is that this guy doesn't get paid well enough to have his own car, so he probably takes a bus. The, the docks are a big place. You couldn't just walk to the docks and be like, hey, do you know this guy? Because there's probably like thousands of people who work there. Does Yakuza own all of the docks? I assume they just have like part of it, right? Do you want to go ahead and roll me just like a perception roll? And we'll see what you can see. Sure. By the way, it probably stinks a lot. <laughs> just fish and sewage and 
Yeah, gross overused harbor water, I gotcha. I've I've been there, lived by some for a while. But never with super enhanced smelling senses. That's a good point. That's a good point. Four successes. So you're gonna look around for a little bit. You're gonna start to notice some patterns. Like in this area, there's a bunch of people that are dressed kind of similarly. Over here, you look at it for a little while and you realize these people are all Japanese and they're kind of staying to themselves in their own little bubble. And then you're going to notice there's a couple of other sets of peers that seem to have their own clicks to them with little fences in between them. You'll see a couple of nicer cars in the area and you'll see in the inside of the place, not just like in the parking lot. And you will see several like flatbread trucks or box trucks in there that are being prepared to be loaded or being unloaded or in some kind of cycle of being full. What would you like to know with your four extra hits? Marie said the the shit shift. And I'm assuming that like it's not the it's not the shit shift yet. I'm imagining that's like a seven or nine o'clock at night to the morning. She probably got there around like six because she was at the she was at Redmond by around five, so it probably took her an hour to get over here. She's going to watch the bus stops to see if she can spot this guy specifically. If the shit shift starts at like 7, then she's, you know, she's in the right wheelhouse to like see him arrive. She's going to wait around, do like a mini stakeout of sorts, see if she can get eyes on this guy. Are you waiting around in the area, or are you going away and coming back in a little bit? It might take too long to like find a space where she could get like up high so she can like just watch. Unless there's something kind of obvious in the area. You could get up on like a hill that's nearby, still within, still kind of within the area. She would try to find a spot that was, she's not going to be disturbed. I was going to think it's weird that she's watching the docks with like binoculars and just sort of wait and see. You want to go ahead and roll stealth so that we have some kind of idea of how sneaky you're being. Nailing those threes. So like an hour hour and a half is going to go by. You've got an idea of when the bus is coming, because you can quickly look that up online. And you head back down there by the bus stop. Are you just going to hang out like you're waiting to pick somebody up, or are you just being a creeper? I don't know how she would pick anybody up with her little bike. I think she just sort of, like, stops, and, like, she's, like, sitting on her bike, and she has a cigarette. She just looks like she's... Maybe maybe she eats she eats a sandwich. Just looks like she's like having a quick lunch before work kind of deal. Dinner, I guess. A couple of minutes will go by as you're being nonchalant. You will see the bus coming down, and then the bus will stop. It'll open, and a bunch of people are going to get out. Given as he is a kobukuru and short, it's pretty easy for you to pick out the different looking guy. He's not exactly expected to be accosted by another orc here. She's like parked by the curb between where the Yakuza's docks are and the bus stop. She wants to be where he's going to walk. She's just sort of like munching on her sandwich and sees him and kind of like looks down and continues eating her sandwich until he gets a little closer. And she looks up, makes eye contact with him, swallows, and says, Hey, you tacky hero? You want to go ahead and roll me a judge intentions? So this guy will meet eyes with you? look to one of the other Japanese guys he's walking next to and say something in Japanese. 
he doesn't seem to respond to you as if he doesn't speak English, but you know that this is your guy. There's not many Kabukurus around. You have it on decent authority that this is where you can find the guy. She just sort of doubles down. It doesn't surprise her that the guy's not responding, so she just says, Look, I ain't looking for trouble. I just I got some information about your mom. If you're Takahiro, I think you're going to want to hear this. I guess just give me like six dice. That'll be your uh, your charisma and plus two for dropping a mom bomb on her. Two successes. A look is going to flash across his face of like, the fuck did you just say? Not in like an anger you've insulted him kind of way, but in a like, I wasn't expecting somebody to bring up something about my mom. Right. Of the things that a tough-looking orc is going to be asking me about, that's not what I was expecting. He'll look up to the other Japanese guy, say something else in Japanese. The second guy is going to get a look of, are you sure? And then he'll nod, and he'll step out of pretty much the line of people that's come off of this bus as another line of people gets on this bus and come over next to you. He'll go to point over by a tree down the fence a little bit. Yeah, Buzz like swings her leg off of her bike and walks over with him. On the way over, she says to him, I gotta warn you, it, it might be bad news. He doesn't say anything, but you do see him reach his hand into his jacket pocket. He just kind of leaves it in there. She doesn't say anything else until, like, they reach the tree. She stops and looks at him. She's sincere. Like, she's not here to do anything. She's just here to, like, pass on some information. So if the guy's perceptive at all, he'd probably see that. She says, I'm really sorry to be the one to tell you this, especially since you don't know me from all the ground. But what are you talking about? My mom, my mom's been dead. Buzz raises her eyebrows. And then she squints. And she says, oh, you knew. That she's dead? Yeah. What's this about? What's this actually about? You see him shift that pocket that he's got his hand in. Buzz dies. She shakes her head a little bit like, I'm an idiot. And she says, I'm sorry. I uh, I assumed you didn't know. And I just wanted to make sure you did. Because from what I found out, there was good reason to think you wouldn't know. Just trying to just trying to do you a kindness here. You came all this way, tried to track me down to tell me my mom that's been dead for five years is dead and you thought I didn't know? Boz doesn't have a lot to say that she shrugs and she says Yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. I had no idea that you knew. And uh I found out some information about Verdon Acres that suggested to me that she'd gone missing. So while he is saying that he knows his mom is dead, you get the feeling that he doesn't actually know what happened. Okay. I don't know if that's something Boz was picking up on beforehand. She sort of picks up on that. She kind of, like, looks at him side-eye a little bit, and she says, Do you know what happened? Is it at this point that he stops and see his hand move as though like the thumb is coming off the hammer of a gun or something like that no don't I just she went missing presumed dead they set up a 
fund in my name to get me to where I can help take care of myself. You mean the, the mom center? No, I haven't been involved with those assholes in years. Buzz nods. And she says, I think she went missing. Presumed dead. I guess I can confirm that for you. And if you want to know the details, I can tell you. If you'd rather let it lie, that's that's your business. Do you know who killed my mom? Yeah. I have some idea. And now you're here to extort some money out of me, is that it? You try and find out what's going on? Buzz shakes her head and she says, I don't want anything from you. I didn't come out here for that. I'm just trying to do right by somebody. He looks confused because people don't usually do things for free for people. Look, I, uh, I've been volunteering at the mom center that your mom used to, used to go to. And I know, yeah, you, you clearly don't have a lot of love for these people, but they're trying to help and I'm trying to help. That's all it is. All right. You want to, uh, you want to be so helpful? You, uh, why don't you tell me who, uh, who killed my mom then? Something about this is getting to him. Getting to him how? Not in like an angry way, but in like a finally getting some kind of closure kind of way. It's at this point that Buzz realizes just saying like, yo, some bug spirits ate your mom might be a big ask for someone to just buy. And I would like to think that she has held on to some kind of, cause we had a bunch of like, did we have any kind of information that was like digital that she could show to prove that what she's talking about? Mary Sue talked to her on a voice call. I think that's who she made the first point of contact with Vernon Acres at. Oh, it was with his mom? Yeah, it was the same name. Oh, okay. I had no idea. Do we have the the phone call? You could probably have the phone call or have at worst gotten Chuck to get a copy of the phone call. Because okay. he's Chuck and he likes to hack things. And since Chuck hoards everything, would he have... She pauses and sort of like looks down. She's trying to decide how she wants to broach this whole thing. And she says, so you're going to have to follow me on this one a little bit because it's, it's going to be hard to believe. And honestly, I probably shouldn't be giving you these details, but it's the right thing to do. Uh, so I got on a job with Verdon Acres where your mother was working. And in fact, we actually got in touch with her, uh, I have a phone call with her from one of my coworkers, if you'd like to hear it. So you can verify that we have contacted her, or at least <sighs> what appeared to be her. He'll look real confused because you're talking about it. You know, this was last week since, where, to his understanding, his mom's been gone for years. And she's kind of deliberately being kind of vague and talking around the point a little bit. She holds her phone up and just sort of like lets the audio file play and like watches his face. So he'll listen to this recording as you play it off your phone. And it's pretty easy for you to see that he's got a whole range of sad emotions that kind of goes by. Yeah. Because he hasn't heard his mom's voice in years and uh, wasn't really expecting to hear it right yeah when uh when was this recorded last week the bit of sadness in his eyes is going to go to anger real quick it's like the fuck do you mean last week i mean last week yeah look i didn't know 
what was going on with your mom at the time, but we did find out afterward that the uh, the Verdon Acres was uh, is going to be tough to swallow. Uh, it's a uh, it's a bug nest. He takes a step, like a sideways turning step, and he takes like two steps away from you. Then he comes back and gets a little aggressive, which is funny because you're like six foot and he's like three foot. Well, I don't think reacts in it anyway. I think she just kind of looks sympathetic. What do you, you said it was a bug hive? That's what I said. Like, I don't, I don't relish telling you this. Like, I don't even know what you're going to do with this information. I mean, it's, it's, it's wild, right? He'll take his arm out of his pocket and then just kind of rubbing, running it through his hair and like, fuck. His eyes are all glazed up. This is so fucked. She... Yeah, I'm real sorry. No, you don't get it. She... She took that job and then was gone. Yeah, that's what they do. No, but, like, that's when... That's when the fund was set up. I'd be getting checks every two weeks for years now. Wait, from from Vernon Acres? I don't know where the fuck it came from. It was from this lawyer that set it up. Do you know his name? Uh, yeah, I... You think he knew? You tell me his name and I'll tell you if he knew. He'll dig around in his pocket and he'll hot send you some information. Okay. Including his contact information. This is some other lawyer. Are you going to go beat them over the head? Should I make them up a name or should we just leave it lay for now? I mean, I think Boz wants to find... Because, I mean, this might be, like, more bug shit. This might be, like, a bigger problem than... I mean, she can't just not go check it out, right? Yeah, that's fine. The zero-hit matrix search information... Yeah, we'll go with Ogden, Gibson, Brooks, and Longiri. Longori, yeah. But that's the law firm that he gives you. And it gives you the name of Annie Carter. Annie Carter. As the, uh, not the lawyer, but, like, the person that is his contact. Okay. Boss sort of looks it over, doesn't, like, recognize any of the names, and she nods and puts her comic away, and she says, I'm gonna look into these people and then see if they're in the dark on it as best as I can. I mean, you're getting a check every week, I don't imagine it bother you that much, but, yeah. My suggestion to you is to leave this alone. To answer your question, yeah, she's still out there, uh, whatever's left of her. If you try to contact her, it could be dangerous. (sighs) And that place is probably not going to be around a whole lot longer, It's my suspicion anyway, given what I know. So don't feel like you got to put an end to this yourself. He'll relax. He'll wipe some moisture that's totally not tears away from around his eyes and look up at you. Thanks, you didn't have to, to do this. Yeah, kind of felt like I did. Anyway, uh, if you want me to let you know what I find out about these lawyers you've been working with, I can do that. Or, uh, we can say goodbye. Yeah, let me, uh, let me know what you find out. Alright. Shakes his hand. She gives you a real solid shake. And she gets on her way. 
the zero hit information you can find real quick just googling this law firm as they deal mostly in inher- inheritance law mm-hmm. dealing with wills setting up wills setting up trusts managing them and they work with an investment group there's a decent chance that it's simply like she went way no she he, she started he started getting checks like as soon as she got this job so they must have known that, like, she was quote-unquote dead. It wasn't like she went missing and then after a while they just sort of unloaded her will, right? Correct. It was like she got this job and then checks started coming. All right, so there's something shady there. Unless maybe she arranged something somehow and they didn't know about it, like what the deal was. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. So we're probably going to need Chuck to, like, poke some ground in some computers and maybe Michael to like see if there's like a like a bug in the office uh, if they go and check it out. You never know; it's possible. It seems like it might be the kind of thing that might require a little bit more assistance. She doesn't have any reason to be interested in this person, so so what am I rolling? So what we're going to do is we're going to do your etiquette, and we're going to throw in the connection rating of the uh, the place, just as kind of like, been here for a couple of days, you know these people, they're somewhat comfortable with you, just because, you know, you're not like, just rolling in and stuff. Yeah, I've also... Uh, recently raised my uh, influence group. So, yeah. Oh, is that where that came from? I see you on here as... Uh... I don't think my sheet's been updated in a while. <laughs> I, don't actually bu- I don't actually buy stuff very often. Uh, like, I'm still sitting yeah. on, like, 21. And I was just like, I should, you know, Buzz has been trying. Like, she's sort of been going in a different direction, so... The influence group seemed like a good way to just sort of bump things up a teeny bit. It's still really poor, but you know. I mean, it's better than what it was. So I have a pool of four for that. So how much am I getting from the the community? Another three for their connection rate. Oh. That's what they might also know on their own. She would really like it if he came home and stopped doing some of the bad stuff that he's probably doing. (laughs) Probably doing. I'm like, I... He's fallen in with a rough crowd, wrong side of the tracks, that kind of thing. Buzz is blissfully ignorant. He's probably just, you know, doing drugs, staying out late, being being a bad boy. Gotta love those drugs. <laughs> and a name, I assume? Do you have a name? You will shortly. What did we say the dwarf's name was? Tobias or something? I don't remember. I thought that was what you were going to get. Like, uh, so that's I why asked, we like put it off, right? <laughs> so that was fall. part of the reason we put it off. But I asked, I want to say it was like Tugashi or something. This is something with a T and something Japanese. I don't. We don't have a name. <laughs> I can't just drop the name. 
a friend of yours is pretty vague, so... Hit the button a few times and maybe I'll notice it. <laughs> I can't believe you. I'm super lazy. That's, that's really that's rough. That's sound good. That, that sounds familiar from Akira. <laughs> Takahiro? Uh, I mean, that might be that might be it, actually. We're going to go with Takahiro, because that sounds familiar. And uh, we'll just... We'll just deal with it. If anyone says it's the wrong name, you can just tell them. I was really... I mean, it'll be super believable. <laughs> I really don't feel like it would have been that hard to find the name, but it's fine. Let's just uh, go back here. Go back and look it up. Hey, my job. You said you're going to do it. I believed you. Well, that was your mistake. <laughs> do you want me to, like, roll, like, Etiquette Street or something? If you want to roll... You are welcome to roll. I think it would be good, because, like, there's a decent chance, like, Boz would fuck it up. Like, <laughs> there's a real good chance. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to allow the, the dice gods to have this one. It's like, hey, talk to your mom. She a bitch. What? <laughs> um, well, I mean, just to establish, like, the mood at which they res- they respond. Yeah, no, that's fine. You could also roll Intimidation if you wanted to look tough. If you thought oh, like that would be more appropriate uh, for this situation. I mean, I don't, like, I'm worried that, like, if she tries to intimidate, even if she succeeded, it's just gonna, like, change the tenor of things. Like, what do you mean by intim- like, what are you, th- what are you thinking in terms of, just like, I belong here because I'm also tough kind of intimidate? Yeah, kind of like that. Kind of like, you're, you're walking with that confidence and that purpose of, like, you are okay. clearly, you guys are presenting that you're tough and that this is your turf. I'm presenting that I'm not a bitch and that, okay. you know, we I- can meet as equals. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, that'd be good, because uh, <laughs> that is something that Boz is okay at. Just experience, that's all. She grins, and she's just... Yeah. I don't think we need to... like as, unless, unless, they're like, <laughs> unless they're, like, not... Like, they're gonna, like, give her a hard time. Um, I just wanted to get some that she can stick in her, in her, uh, in her shack. You can write him down as Maurice, but, like, capitalize the ice. Because you know he tries to <laughs> tries to be cool, uh, and he is a crimson crush ganger. He's a mostly a nobody, but he's at least somebody you've made contact with and can get you drugs, or can probably get you uh, simple guns and disposable guns on the on the ready. Yeah, I mean, um, and how much is a Nova Coke? Oh, whatever book cost is, I don't know. <laughs> she found it relatively useful. <laughs> Uh huh, sure. She totally can stop anytime she wants. She hasn't done it since. Part of it was just a sort of seller street cred. Yeah. It helps to, to flash some more cash. Uh, how many heads are you buying, just for my morbid curiosity? Once I find out. It's uh, ten bucks. Is it just ten bucks? That's it? For a hit, yeah. He appreciates it. <laughs> later. I'll do it later. Um, if it's like ten, should probably get like five. Sure, just a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit to get you through the weekend. <laughs> Just for emergency. Hey, you tacky hero. You want to go ahead and roll me a judge intentions? My hope here is that, like, she's sitting on a bike with a sandwich in her hand. She does not look very like she's there to, like, start any shit. <laughs> but she does not look threatening, but... Unless maybe she arranged something close. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Do you want to do that now, or do you want to, like, put it off? I think it's... What do you think? I feel like this is a thing where Boz is going to need help because 
yeah, going probably. and trying to to strong like you're not going to strong arm a lawyer into giving up uh, attorney client information, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, so probably going to need Chuck to some ground and some computer, and maybe like Michael to like see if there's like a like a bug in the office. Uh, if they go and check it out, you never know. It's possible. It seems like it might be the kind of thing that might require a little bit more assistance. And there's another thing at play that, uh, hopefully when everybody comes together tomorrow night, we'll come to the forefront. Uh, okay. and then we'll see where that goes. Well, that was, that was fun stuff. Well, I mean, Boz's detectiving worked out. Uh, she's <laughs> somehow managed to like win over two people. Uh, despite being the grumpiest orc. Well, you, uh, you had to interact with another group. Already got the, the racial bonus there. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you dropped the mom bomb. So that was, mm-hmm. uh, that was important there. <laughs> she also, I, I made sure she didn't have to roll any, like, deception or, or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that she wasn't lying. Yep, right, yeah. Alright man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill this real quick. As always, thank you guys for listening. You are the reason that we continue to, to do this. Come by, check us out on Patreon. We have a couple of different goals on there, all of which is oriented towards growing the show and doing more things in that vein. You know, we want to get bigger and better and all of that happy stuff. I want to give back to the cast for helping out and sitting down to play this game. The Patreon link is going to be in the description. And uh, tell your friends. You know, that's the easiest way to to help us out without really doing anything super in-depth. You know, spread the word. And, you know, as much as I hate to drone on about it, there's those things about five-star iTunes reviews. So, but it is now time for the legal stuff. The music you heard was composed by and copyrighted by Michael Vadamikas and for use with the Without a Net podcast. The Tops Company has sole ownership of the names, logos, artwork, marks, photograph sounds, audio, video, and or any other proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Tops Company Inc. has granted permission to the Without a Net podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or other proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Without a Net podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. Music and sound effects are provided by Sirenscape, and I don't think I need to add anything else. So, Sound Guy Oz here. Once again, the excellent music you've heard today was Eponema Daydream, produced by Bird Creek Royalty Free and found on the YouTube. Sound effects are provided by freesound.org and by Sirenscape, all of which is covered under the Creative Commons license. Catch you next week.